0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional, which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible, and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Good morning, everyone. I'm thinking I am back, but here I am in my cold, getting my coffee in me. Actually, I just put that on for you guys. I'm feeling much better, but I am back from the dead, so to speak, I'm feeling much, much better. Thank you guys for waiting for me and and reading ahead. Um, We're on a new format. This is why I could not get Facebook live. Now we're gonna have to make some adjustments because of this. Went to a new streaming software that is quite a bit cheaper with the Black Friday special on a yearly basis, and it's actually much better, but I've gotta get used to using it. I gotta get used to the setup on it. Everything's completely new to me. So, anyway, the dad jokes. Have you heard about the chocolate record player? It sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, that one's an old one. I only know 25 letters in the alphabet. I don't know why. Uh, uh, What did one wall say to the other wall? (laughs) I'm sorry, they're still laughing. Get out of there. Stop that. Um, What did one wall say to the other wall? (laughs) I'll meet you at the corner. There we go. Hey, I have some new sound effects, too. When I figure out how to use them, I'll bring them in. And this day in trivia, what happened on this day? Hmm, Go ahead and make my day. The quote shared. This is a quote trivia day didn't say anything else Clint Eastwood huh? that was the day the movie came out Michael Jackson's thriller came out on this day in 1983 the thriller video premieres on MTV it was uh, considered the most influential pop video of all time Jackson co starring the video was former playboy playmate we'll love Ray. oh yeah well that's all wonderful and what was the most influential thing um dead people zombies The dead, the grave, everything, everything that celebrates death and darkness, huh, pretty amazing. Let's see now, Casablanca, December 2nd, 1941, date of the opening scene, the 1942 film classic Casablanca, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, that would have been an amazing opening to go to in the theater back then. How many guys remember the guys with flashlights and the little hats that led you to your scene? And how about intermission with the with the whole curtains closing and getting up and going to get your popcorn and having a real intermission? Uh, those are interesting days. Uh, first successful implantation of a permanent artificial heart. On this day in 1982, the Clark died 112 days later. Wow. I don't know if I'd want to go through that much pain just to live another 112 days. But I'm sure he probably thought he was going to live much longer. All right, now now, there's a lot of other stuff, but uh, we will move over and see how my voice holds up and see if I can make it through it okay. Really appreciate the prayers. It was quite the cold, but came through it and coming out of it, little by little, still got sinus stuff going on. Of course, it plugged up right before I got started today. Renee makes some amazing tea. Oregano tea with mixed all kinds of great stuff, and it's been helping me a lot. I'm doing everything I can, and vitamins, doing everything. All right, Father God, thank you for guiding and directing us in our thinking, in our minds. May we, God, just be moldable under your hands. Father, we desire that you would make us more like your son, and just uh, help us, God, to be people of the cross, people that are, are thinking about Eternity, thinking about others, thinking about those that are hurting, and just lead us God in in all aspects of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Verse 1, Ezekiel 46. Thus says the Lord God, the gate of the inner court facing east shall be shut for six working days. It shall be open on the Sabbath day and open on the day of the new moon. The prince shall enter by way of the porch of the gate from the outside and stand by the post of the gate. Then the priest shall provide his burnt offerings and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate and then go out. But the gate shall not be shut until evening. The people of the land shall also worship at the doorway of the gate before the Lord on the Sabbath and on the new moons. The burnt offerings which the prince shall offer to the Lord on this Sabbath day shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the grain offering shall be an ephah with the ram and the grain offering with the lambs as much as he is able to give and a hen of oil with an ephah. On the day of the new moon, he shall offer a young bull without blemish, also six lambs and a ram, which shall be without blemish. He shall provide a grain offering, an ephah, with the bull and an ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he is able, and a head of oil with an ephah. When the prince enters, he shall go in by the way of the porch of the gate, and go out by the same way. But when the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feast, he who enters by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate, and he who enters by the way of the south gate shall go out by the way of the north gate. No one shall return by the way of the gate which he entered but shall go straight out. And when they go in, the prince shall go in among them, and when they go out, he shall go out. At the festivals and at the appointed feast the grain offerings shall be an ephah with a bull and an ephah with a ram, and with the lambs as much as one is able to give and a hen of oil with the ephah. When the prince provides a free will offering, a burnt offering, or a peace offering as a free will offering to the Lord, the gate facing east shall be opened for him. And he shall provide his burnt offering and his peace offering as he does on the Sabbath day. And he shall go out and the gates shall be shut after he goes out. And you shall provide a lamb, a year old without blemish, and a burnt offering to the Lord daily. Morning by morning you shall provide it. Also, you shall provide a grain offering with a morning by morning a sixth of an ephah, and a third of a hen of oil to moisten the fine flour, a grain offering to the Lord continually by perpetual ordinance. Thus they shall provide the lamb, the grain offering, and the oil, morning by morning, for a continual burnt offering. Thus says the Lord God, If the prince gives a gift out of his inheritance to any of his sons, it should belong to his sons. It is their possession by inheritance. But if he gives a gift for his inheritance to one of his servants, it shall be his until the year of liberty. Then it shall return to the prince. His inheritance shall be only his sons. It shall be to them. The prince shall not take from the people's inheritance, thrusting them out of their possession. He shall give his son's inheritance from his own possessions so that my people will not be scattered. Anyone from his possession Verse 19, then he brought me through the entrance, which was at the side of the gate, into the holy chamber of the priests, which faced north. And Behold, there was a place at the extreme rear towards the west. And He said to me, this is the place where the priests shall boil the guilt offering and the sin offering and where they shall bake the grain offering in order that they may not bring them out into the outer court to transmit holiness to the people. Then he brought me out into the outer court and led me across to the four corners of the court. And behold, in every corner of the court there was a small court. And the four corners of the court there were enclosed courts, 40 cubits long and 30 wide. These four in the corners were the same size. There was a row of masonry around about in them. Around the four of them, and boiling places were made under the rows round about. Then he said to me, These are the boiling places where the ministers of the house shall boil the sacrifices of the people. So, Ezekiel's temple, as we go on, more of these descriptions, and uh, quite amazing to see for Ezekiel in captivity, who himself was a, a priest, if I remember right, who would have loved to have been doing the sacrifices or involved in them. And he sees this glorious picture of what God wants to show him and the way that people would go in and worship. And this whole thing about the high priest coming in, in and out the east gate is so prophetic because this is the way that Jesus is going to come back. it's going to come back into the east gate at his second coming, and it's going to be glorious. It's, it was foretelling. It was a typology that he's going to come in to, in a sense, the Shekinah glory of God will be returning in a very literal way when Jesus comes into that east gate. And of course, he himself will be the high priest and the priest and the offering himself uh, into the Holy of Holies to bring praise and honor and glory to Yahweh. But this is just be a memorial of him coming in and out that east gate, coming back for his people and setting up things and So we have all these incredible descriptions and then the way people would come in and out to worship god as as and and bringing honor all these fellowship these places around with the boiling pot seems to be an indication that everything that's going to be going on around the temple is going to be fellowship related fellowship offerings going to be thanking god and it's going to be a feast a continual feast as they come in and rejoice before God because he has conquered over sin. He's conquered over all death and destruction. And this is looking forward into the millennium and all the glorious things that are going to happen there. Then the end of book of the end of the book of Ezekiel is really, really encouraging as you look at that. It was meant to be for Israel stuck in captivity to know that they still had a future and a hope. The most glorious future and a hope there is. First John one what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, and the life was manifested, and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. God is light. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. Wow, that's powerful. Um, I remember when I first got saved, meeting some guys on the university campus that were witnessing, soapbox style you know the guys that stand up and preach fire and brimstone i'd never really listened before maybe i'd seen it but I'd never paid attention and they went on and on and previously i had really disliked those guys and avoided them but now i was a safe i was a believer so i waited till the guy was done and went to go a fellowship with him and he immediately you know challenged me if i was saved i see i'm safe and uh very odd. Somehow the, the subject of sin came up. I don't know if he st- asked me if I thought I, if I still sinned or not, but I asked him, I said, well, you still sin, don't you? He goes, no, I don't sin anymore. And I go, what? He goes, no, I don't sin anymore. God saved me and cleansed me from sin. And I go, um, I don't know much about the Bible, but I'm pretty sure it says that we all sin. <laughs> and he was like, nope, I don't sin anymore. And that stuck with me. Now, maybe... He was so far ahead of me in theology, he knew that he had no sin that condemned him to separation with God. But he certainly didn't communicate that, he acted like he did not sin, which I should have said, Hey, how about the sin of pride? Um, so I remembered that, and I kept that's one of the things I studied when I was really young in the Lord is do we still sin as Christians? Well, absolutely. <laughs> and he who says he has no sin is a liar, and the word is not in him. I mean, he's, he's like, That's that's a big condemnation. Of course, we all still sin, but our sin is not a sin that leads to permanent death and separation from God. It is sin that disappoints God, that breaks fellowship, but not the sin of separation. So we are to walk in the light as He is in the light. We're to be sons and daughters of the light. And this is why these obscure things like Michael Jackson, you know, and Thriller and all that kind of stuff. You know, great music, a fun video, but, you know, to, I guess, play into it, dress up as him and get dressed up or try and mimic the video or, or whatever, when we embrace that kind of darkness, even though it's entertaining, we're not walking as sons and daughters of light. And this just one of the reasons, again, why Halloween is so controversial and people go, what are you getting so bent out of shape for? It's just fun. The kids are dressing up. I'm going, yeah, but I don't want to embrace any form of darkness. And it is a serious time when occultists and demonic entities are trying to break through and trying to steal the hearts of people and destroy lives. And yet it's sugar-coated, literally. Huh. The whole thing is sugar-coated. Don't look here. Don't worry about all the darkness that we are magnifying and celebrating. No, just have some more candy, it's not a big deal. I want to walk as a son of the light. I want to come out of the darkness that I was in and walk in the light. And I think that is a very good comparison. I think that's we are called to be that. And, uh, and so therefore, I'll celebrate Christmas because I believe Christmas, you can argue pagan origins, but celebrating the light of the world has come. The light of the world is born. And uh, this is what John is celebrating here in 1 John. Now, interestingly enough, maybe it's due to my cold. Charles Spurgeon, our holiest example. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Psalm 16.8 There is a way to live with God always before us. We shall have the noblest companionship, the holiest example, the sweetest consolation and the mightiest influence. This must be a resolute act of mine. I have set and it must be maintained as a set and settled thing. Always to have an eye to the Lord's eye and an ear to the Lord's voice. This is the right state of the godly man. His God is near him. Filling the horizon of vision, leading the way of his life, and finishing the theme of his meditation. What vanities we should avoid, what sins we should overcome, what virtues we should exhibit, what joys we should experience if we did indeed set the Lord's always before us. Why not? This is the way to be safe, the Lord being ever in our minds. We come to feel safety and certainty because of his being so near. He is at our right hand to guide and to aid us. And hence we are not moved by fear, nor force, nor fraud, nor fickleness. When God stands at a man's right hand, that man himself sure to stand. Come on then, ye foemen of the truth, rush against me like a furious tempest. If you will god upholds me god abides with me whom shall i fear father god thank you for this blessing to minister god thank you for all the healing that you're doing we're rejoicing god that the healing touch of your hand is all over the place thank you god we praise you and may you just bless the things we put our hand to in jesus name amen that'll do it for me Own. thank you guys very much for um, be praying for me, I got all of your your notes and messages, but I was feeling pretty pretty bad. I don't think it was COVID, but I think it was just a really bad cold, and I've been just laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. But uh, hopefully by Sunday, the voice will be back. We shall see. God bless you. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.